Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, fly-in solo. And your Golden State Warriors surprised everybody. And they beat the Miami Heat in Miami 118-104 with a bunch of the vets sitting out. They were on the bench tonight. Clay was out. Draymond was out. Otto Porter Jr. was out. And Andre Iguodala was out, who is not a surprise, but he was actually on the bench in Miami, which I guess is a good thing because usually if you travel with the team, that means you're close to getting back on the court. Either that or he just wanted to go back to Miami. (laughs) It was a pretty fun game. And I just got to say that there's something about these back-to-backs where the vets sit and the young guys play where it's pretty entertaining. I mean, they play hard, and I guess that's the big difference, right? If you rest your vets, usually you're like, oh, it's all the bench players and the scrubs. But as we all know, the Warriors have a lot of talent on their bench. They just happen to be very, very young, namely Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, and Moses Moody. Moody didn't have the greatest game. He played 17 minutes, was 0 for 4, and no points, but he was still plus 6 on the night. Jordan Poole, we've been saying since they've been losing, since Steph went out, that Jordan Poole needs to step up and show some consistency, and he has been. That's been one of the solid things that has been happening, and that's important, right? When I was talking to Aram in the previous episode, it's like, really, you're just looking for trends. And even in a loss, you're trying to see what they could do better and how they can improve and who's actually playing hard and who's playing better, right? Jordan Poole has been consistent and they need him to attack and be confident and really stretch the floor. He was 10 for 18 in 39 minutes young legs, seven for 13 from three, which is amazing. Three for three from the line, nine assists, four boards, plus 19, 30 points. And he was key in that opening second half explosion, I guess, when it was tied 50 to 50 at halftime. And then somehow, some way you blink and the Warriors had scored the first 19 points of the third quarter and they were up by 19. You knew that wouldn't hold because Miami, even though they have their own issues, especially in this game, they were going to come back. But Jordan Poole hit three big threes. Two of them were bank shots from the left wing. One of them was pretty deep. And that was great. That was great. That was good to see because without Steph right now, they don't have anybody with that extra bit of magic, if you want to call it that. And sometimes... As we've seen during the season, Jordan Poole can bring that, and they definitely needed that tonight, and he he delivered. So props to Jordan Poole, and that's a definite positive. All that debating about whether or not he deserves like a four-year, $80 million contract, I mean, sometimes he looks like it, sometimes he doesn't. Right now, he definitely looks like it. So we'll see. We'll see, right? Like in this part of the season at this stage when they don't have Steph and they're trying to figure some stuff out and and shake the the bad habits out of their system. You can't make any grand sweeping statements based off of one game. 
So you just look for signs, and this game was a definite sign. Jonathan Kaminga played 30 minutes, 9 for 17, missed all of his threes, only hit four of his eight free throws. I've said that his free throw stroke looks pretty good, and it does. He does just miss short and long, not left or right. So that's just a question of putting in the work over time. And, you know, like they don't have to tweak too much, if anything at all. He just needs to get that repetition and muscle memory. And I think by next season, and especially as he gets deeper into his career, he'll be pretty dependable. But in this one, not so great. And those were big points at certain stages of the game. He had five boards, 22 points, plus 26, the highest plus minus on the squad in this one. But he fouled out with about half of the fourth quarter left, maybe like five and a half minutes. And, you know, (laughs) I was listening to the Bay Area broadcast and Plena Azubuki said something like, oh, Kaminga, he'll learn, he'll learn how not to foul. That's true to some extent, but it's interesting, right? Like early in the season, he was doing a pretty good job of not fouling guys. And all of a sudden now he's fouling guys. It could be a mix of him being a little overzealous, a little aggressive, but also he's just not getting the calls. You know, he's getting jobbed by some of the refs who initially I think were like, okay, we're not really going to call anything on this guy who doesn't get any playing time. But now that he is this known entity, this rookie who's really getting in there and mixing it up, He's not getting the benefit of the doubt. So what Klena Azubuki should have probably said was not that he'll learn, but eventually the refs will start giving him these calls a little bit more. You know, that's basically what it is to me because I've been watching him all season and right. Sure. Yes. It's not like he never commits a foul, but some of these are very, very questionable, but so it goes right during the summer, during the off season, after the summer league, I believe. Aram and I, we had an episode where we talked about who would be the best Warriors player in two years and then four years. And I think in two years, we both still said Steph, of course, unless there's some dramatic fall off, he'll still be able to to be the best player on this team. But after that, we think it's going to be Jonathan Kaminga. And obviously tonight, Jonathan Kaminga was one of their more important players. You can make it a toss-up between him and Poole because Poole turned it on at certain points at the end. But Kaminga was the one that was driving them. And in the third quarter, when they had that big lead, Kaminga got his fourth foul, so Kerr sat him. And then all of a sudden, it was just shots in the paint for the Heat, and the Warriors were unable to get any good shots. So it's crazy because, again, that kid is 19 years old, and he's a young 19 because he just turned 19 in October. So imagine how good he is now and how good he can be in another season, in another two seasons, in another four or five seasons, right? And you know what I like about him is that he looks like he cares. He gets pissed when he doesn't get the call. And it's not really that kind of getting pissed where he's whining about it or trying to sell the ref or whatever. He just is upset. He's upset that the call wasn't fair or if he doesn't get to play and compete. So I like that, right? He could easily just be coasting, but the dude wants it. Whatever he was like at the beginning of the season where guys like Looney were saying like, oh yeah, you know, he's kind of, he was late for practices sometimes and sometimes he wasn't like paying attention or whatever. 
I mean, that's the benefit of having these veterans and having this structure and this culture and this coaching staff and its organization. I am super excited for his future and just watching him play is always, always a joy, especially in these games where he just has more responsibility and gets more free reign to cut to the basket. I mean, the kid, he has some pretty solid moves, right? I've talked about these earlier in the season where he drives to the paint and he'll pump fake. And if the guy goes for it, then they'll go underneath him and get a layup out of it. And with other dudes, he can just go over them because he's such a quick jumper. So I dig it. I dig it. And this just bodes well in general. Andrew Wiggins, we all know how beleaguered he's been shooting terribly from everywhere, free throw line, three-point line, mid-range, whatever. But he turned it on. Steve Kerr said he believes in Andrew Wiggins, and Andrew Wiggins eventually answered the call. He was 8 for 16 in 37 minutes, 3 for 7 from 3, and he hit all three of his gosh darn free throws. Thank God. Plus 21, 22 points on the night. And at the end of the game, when Kaminga was out, and the Warriors needed someone else besides Poole to go get buckets and be aggressive and put the Miami Heat defense on its heels, Andrew Wiggins, you know, (laughs) there was a play where the Warriors had a decent lead and they were kind of, you know, trying to run some clock out and Jordan Poole passed it to Wiggins on the left wing. And with about 12 to 14 seconds left on the shot clock, Wiggins just upped and shot a three and swish went in. Did not expect that, but glad it happened. And again, you can't make any general sweeping statements about one game, but hopefully this is a good sign of things to come. I'd like to think that maybe after the talking to from Draymond Green, which was directed to the whole team, but some people think was mostly directed towards Andrew Wiggins. Draymond talked to the press and everything and said the Warriors were playing soft. Maybe that got to him. Maybe Steve Kerr giving him that kind of soft nudge, that big boat of confidence. Maybe that helped. And maybe it also helped just having a little bit less pressure because everyone expected this game to be a big L. So good on him for for going after it. And let's face facts, he couldn't have played any worse, right? And with Andrew Wiggins, everybody was saying when he was shooting like 43% from three-point land and when he got voted an all-star starter, everyone was saying that he's playing way above his averages And eventually he will come down to his normal averages. Well, the same thing can be said about right now. He is so below his averages, right, that eventually it'll gravitate upwards to his mean, you know, to his usual averages. So that's what I would hope for right now. That's kind of what I want. I don't expect to get all-star Wiggins now and into the playoffs, maybe flashes of it. But if he just gravitates towards his usual and puts in that effort on defense, then that's something right there, right? I mean, this is what maybe his third game back or maybe fourth. I forgot if he came back in the Celtics game. But if this is him getting his legs under him, getting a little bit more in rhythm, then good. Great. That's a positive. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, 
you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like, who will make it to the next round? And who will hit the most three-pointers? Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. It also helped that the Miami Heat seemed to be having their own internal issues. There was that argument between Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler that happened during like a timeout and they had to be separated and everything. I saw a clip of it on, on Twitter and I was like, dang, (laughs) you know, that's a weird sight, but Hey, the Warriors caught a team that was slipping a little bit and they took advantage of it. Other teams have done it to the Warriors, most recently the Orlando Magic and the San Antonio Spurs. So it's only right that the Warriors do that when they get the opportunity. And, you know, again, that's what I love about the team is that they can surprise you. And it was a fun game to watch. You know, I always love these games, like I said earlier, where the vets sit because you just get so much run from Kaminga, Poole, and sometimes Moody and stuff. So once I saw the starting lineup was those three dudes, Wiggins and Looney, I was like, I got to see this. I got to see this. Because a lot of the times Wiggins sits out these games as a vet. So, you know, he needed the run and it paid off. And just like that Denver game, the day that Draymond announced he was coming back, the Warriors lost that one in Denver, right? But... The young guys, they had a lot of fight. They had a lot of spirit. And the combination of Draymond's announcement and that spirited game and the Warriors vets getting some rest somehow turned into them playing better. So maybe this triggers something in them. You know, maybe these guys have found a little bit more of that mojo that they haven't had the last couple of games. Maybe something comes of it, right? They get a couple of days to marinate on it and bask in the glow of a solid, solid, surprising win. And then they play the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, which at this point, who knows? It really depends on which Warriors team shows up. So it could be another game where it's like, ah, they couldn't hit shots and they were just flat and they didn't look like anyone was really taking charge and whatever. Or it could be like, all right, they're clicking. They're clicking. Jordan Poole's hitting shots. Clay's hitting shots. Kaminga is attacking the basket. Draymond is running the defense like he always does. And everybody else follows from there, right? Who knows? Who knows? That's why we watch these games. So this was a pleasant surprise. And I look forward to the next one, right? Aram and I talked about these final 10 games and would they finish three and seven? Would they finish four and six? You know, we really didn't think they would finish above 500 in these final 10 games but it really is about the momentum that they build is it going to be positive momentum or negative and after the spurs game well definitely after the celtics game then the spurs game and then the orlando game it was super negative but this you know it's uh reminds the warriors who they are and who they can be right even the veteran dude sitting on the bench it's like all right all right, you know, these young guys got something and, you know, we got some rest and let's get after it on Friday. So 
We'll see. We'll see. I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for the Warriors to rack off a 10-0 and uh, run to end the season. But, uh, you know, I'm not in the business of making predictions right now. It's just, again, observing and hoping for the best and hoping that guys like Poole continue his consistency, that Wiggins digs himself out of the shooting slump even more so and brings the effort and the aggression that we know he can bring and that Kaminga continues to contribute and freak out other teams' defenses, you know? And then on top of that, that Otto Porter Jr. can continue to be bouncy and get tons of rebounds and get his shot going, and that Clay can get into a better groove, and then Draymond just getting into a better flow. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. A feel-good win. That's all I got. Anyway, that's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our new YouTube channel. The link will be in the show notes. Be sure to check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen to the Oakland Warriors podcast. It's produced by National Flip Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you can, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And also leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. That would be super helpful. Thanks for listening. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs. Go Dubs.